Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 9th of November, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And neither of us are in Vegas. Right now, we're in. It's all sad. It's terrible. As we do our show live right now, going on in Las Vegas, is what has become the largest, most credible, um, arguably most important search marketing conference in the world, PubCon. Um, um, this is the, the umpteenth edition. I think it was the 17th, 18th year PubCon's run. I wanted to say 20, but we'll look that up. Yeah, well, uh, during the commercial break, we'll actually do some like you know research work and, and check this out for you because we do go the extra mile for you all of this show. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, neither of us are, are in PubCon. We almost got... Out of voice from PubCon, but he um, last night was the U.S. Search Awards. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, honestly don't know who won. And, like, like, do you follow the U.S. Search Awards, uh, uh, Dave? Like, like that? Do you and Mary get together in front of a computer monitor with like popcorn and uh, soda pop, and you know, avidly watch the Search Awards? With bated breath. No, I, 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 I know I'll find out all the stuff after. It's not like. You know, it's not like the Stanley Cup. Okay, there, I'll just say it. I'm Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry, Brett. It's not the Stanley Cup, man. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, of course, you're kind of interested. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know either. Um, you know what? And, and, you know, now as I'm saying that, I'm like, okay, I should actually care more about stuff like that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, off the top of my head, I know, I know that uh, Michelle Simpson Ross and the Gruen Agency won. Not although I honestly don't know for what. Uh, Marty Weintraub and uh, Aimclear won twice. Although again, I've got to say I'm honestly not sure for what. Um, uh, <laughs> Simon Hesseltine and the uh, For Rent uh, group group of uh, of uh, rental properties they they won a couple times. Although the truth is, I couldn't tell you exactly for what. But the one I can tell you, Melissa Falk. One search personality of the year of 2017. You know what? That's hilarious because I was just looking that up. I'm like, which one did she get? Because I know that was the one winner I absolutely knew. Yes. <laughs> so congratulations, to everyone. At them. I mean, we're we're making fun. Of, uh, I'm definitely making fun of them, but uh, that's only because we're jealous. I really wish I was there. Congratulations, to everyone who won. Indeed. Um, it's a heart attack. I can't fit into my tux anyway, right? Um. <laughs> So it's uh, I wouldn't I would have stuck out like a sore thumb, as always. That's <laughs> uh, okay. So it would have been fun, but uh, maybe next year. Well, um, couple couple cool developments that have come out of PubCon. Uh, Webmaster World. You, you, are you a member of Webmaster World, Dave? Oh, of course. Who who in our era of of, of SEOs doesn't right? Well. You, then you know that about five years ago, uh, Jim Boykin uh, and and the Ninjas they uh, they bought Webmaster, right? Indeed, they did. He sold it back to Brett Tabke, the the original founder of Webmaster World and the the, the founder of the PubCon conference at PubCon the other day. And uh, Brett also picks up um, a number of other Ninja properties: uh, SEOChat.com, DevShed.com, and the old Create a Site forums. Kim Krausberg's old baby. That's my very favorite one. Well, those are now um, those are now in uh, Brett's in Brett's uh, good hands. You know, and I've got to say, like, what what do you think? My instinct is this is great. Like, I, I I don't blame Jim. He's a you know he's he's got a, a company to run. <laughs> like he, he's he's doing his company thing. I think he was acquiring them to actually pull in the talent that came with them. Um, well, well, and the and the link value. Don't forget, five years ago, links. Um, not only were links, uh, you know, pretty much everything in the in the uh, 
rapid movement side of the algo, but Boykin had been burned on several occasions for the way he built links. Yeah. This was insanely creative. I, m- I remember when he, when he bought all these properties, and I thought, dude, that is so creative. Well done. Yeah, and now, well, now he's selling them off. I guess, you know, he's got different We're things to do. We're in another era. Um, and I think it's great. He doesn't need them anymore. No, and for those properties, I think it's good, right? They're back in the hands of somebody who is a publisher, right? Like he is, his job is basically to manage content creation. So I think it's a win across the board. It's good for the community. It's good for, I think, both those companies. One thing I found funny is I saw a picture of the signing and, you know, the two of them are are sort of posing and and doing their their signature thing, which is great. But there's people in the background just like doing their own thing. I'm like, actually, this is a fairly major acquisition. You probably want to turn around and, you know, at least go, hey, <laughs> that's going on. It's it's a fairly major uh, move of, of 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 properties in in our sector. So that that I found kind of funny. I'm like they they had no idea what was going on. They were sitting in the background uh, doing their thing. But big congratulations to both of them. I think it's a win for both companies, uh, and it's a win for for the web and and the people that use the properties as well. I think because it'll be in the the hands of somebody who produces content or at least manages the production of content. So I, I think it's a good win across the board. One of the people I think is going to be interestingly impacted by this is Melissa Falk, who, uh, you know, does a lot of, a lot of the social work over, uh, over for PubCon. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, how sort of how that plays out in her role. And does she have to do some stuff involving these? And if so, what, and, and that sort of thing. But you know what? I hear she wins awards for being good. So <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling that Melissa can write her own ticket around uh, the PubCon world and the Webmaster world world. I agree. Um, and, and again, well-earned. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So those things happen and that's really cool. PubCon, um, Continues this afternoon. Um, tonight is uh, DK's big uh, big poker tournament, right? And uh, then that's it. I think uh, I think I think there's workshops tomorrow, and uh, people start filtering back. And as of tomorrow afternoon, the SEO world is going to be filled completely filled with blog posts, just like the one that I'm about to to riff off of right now. Well, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to from this is, and, and it happens every year about this time, because it is one of the biggest, you know, all of a sudden everybody's kind of in, in one location. Yeah, there's a bunch of neat blog posts sort of summarizing some stuff, but I don't know if you've noticed it. I assume you have, because you really can't help it. The actual news coming out, right? Like even from the, from the big companies like, you know, Google and, and whatnot, the news is slower. There's just less stories every day. Like I go through all the stories every day from, from a variety of sources. I'm sure you do too. And I'm like, yep, there's just less people doing less things or at least less of it being reported on in the places that I monitor. So I'm kind of looking forward to that getting back to normal, <laughs> but you know, I, I, and I say less, there's still more than we can cover in an hour. So I guess we better start well, doing that. Another real cool thing that happened just in time for, uh, just in time for uh, PubCon. And uh, eight out of ten to uh, Sir Dixon, Sir Dixon Jones, for uh, adding rank and keyword tracking to Majestic Tools, dude. Like rank and keyword tracking, sanctioned that's, rank that's and keyword tracking. Ten out of ten to Sir Dixon Jones for introducing it the day before PubCon. <laughs> Yeah, you got to put a big well played there. And then, of course, we got our, our good friend and a friend of the industry, Bill Hartzer, running around in a spaceman suit. In a space uh, suit. Well, yeah, that, 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 if you remember, um, Majestic sponsored a 3D printing tool to go uh, into uh, up to the uh, International Space Station and basically print out a map of the Internet as, uh, as visualized by, um, well, by Majestic Tools itself. That was very cool. For this... For this, they got it. I don't. I don't know how much they were awarded, but the UK gave them this big science prize. And so now Bill gets to walk around. So so now texted Bill gets to walk around in a spacesuit. Yeah, that's pretty fun. I love fun. the way this world works, eh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but okay. More importantly, like seriously, sanctioned. You're not going to get in trouble for this. No one's going to be googling over your shoulder, going, "Don't Google, don't do that." Imagine if people like Google spoke like the Smurfs and put Google in in place everywhere that the Smurfs would, would, would put the word Smurf. That'd be hilarious. 
Daddy would sound hilarious in the future. <laughs> yes, he would. Um, okay, so Noah's going to be like over, looking over your shoulder and and smacking you down for uh, eating up Google's like precious bandwidth. Um, and I don't know how I've got to next time. Next time I talk to talk to um Dixon or or Bill or um or uh, or Mel, I've got to ask how they're doing this. Um. But they're also capturing keyword data that we don't have access to. Mm. Like, you know, know, know how Google is slowly closing that siphon off? Mm-hmm. Somehow Majestic has found a way to force it open again. Now that's awfully cool. That is awfully cool. And now and we're... I think if anything came out of PubCon, this is like probably the biggest announcement. Yeah, no, that was that was a, a big announcement. And you know what? It's two good companies. Like I like them both, right? So, um, you know, now you've got to wonder what's going to happen. Like, will you know, just because the enemy of your enemy, right? Like, okay, now are we going to see AHRS and SpyFu going? All right, let's sort this out. <laughs> like, let's figure something we can do together so we two can have an announcement. But um, yeah, anyway, it'll be it'll be interesting. And I know I need to revisit some of these, uh, take a new look at uh, or a fresh look at, at some of the tools because well, I, mean, I do tend to personally lean on AH reps more than Majestic. Um, and I haven't actually used Majestic in uh, in a good number of months. Anyway, um, this announcement just came out on Sunday, and and uh, to be honest, I haven't checked it out yet either. Um, this is going to be rolled out, I think, after uh, after after PubCon's over. Mm-hmm. But it's here, and uh, you know we may have access to like tons more. Like, and, th- and this is information that just a few years ago we considered absolutely critical until they took it away from us. Yeah, no, very true. Um, okay, so another thing that happened at PubCon, and maybe actually part of the reason they took all this information away from us, and. Um, Okay, um, I need you. I need you to sort of open your brain a little bit, okay, Dave? Because you're gonna have to wrap it around a concept. Okay, I'm not sure I can wrap my head around this. Okay. Okay. And okay, like on the surface, you're going to understand it, but think about the statement exactly as it said. Okay. Okay. So Gary Ease was uh, was interviewed um, by uh, Lee Oden. By the by, the amazing Lee Oden and uh, the, you know the great beard Lee Oden. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that that Gary I said is uh, in relation to the uh, to the mobile first index, sites that are not ready for the mobile first index will not be moved to the mobile first index just yet. That's the statement. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all the all, all these SEOs are starting to interpret it as well. There's a couple of indexes, right? There's the mobile first index and there's the regular index, and our pages won't be moved to the mobile first index. Mm-hmm. And this makes me want to take my head and smash it through the wall because <laughs> of just the inaccuracy of the inter- of I, what I believe to be the inaccuracy of the interpretation. Do you really think that there's two freaking indexes? Yeah. No, I. Actually, you know what? It's really, it's really, really funny as you say that, because I tend to agree with you instinctively on, you know, do I think that there's there's two full full indexes? No, for God's sake. Um, Yeah, and then which one do you view? But I think in that case, it would actually, in a weird way, depend on your interpretation of what's being said. So, um, again, again, I'm, and I don't mean to be a stickler for this, but. I'm going to be a stickler for this. I do mean to be a stickler for this, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think I get what you're saying, which is, I believe, the impression being left is that there's, Google has created two massive indexes, and then they're just flicking switches on which sites are using which one. Yeah, uh, promise me an SUV and bring me, like, a little, um, well, a little smart car. Like, no, that, that, and I mean, that, that would be just a, a ludicrous, I think this is your point, that'd be an absolutely ludicrous way of doing it, because you would now need to manage two massive indexes of the entire web, one on mobile. Well, and and you'd be juggling back and forth based on either the query or the device that you're serving up to. Right, and, um, and that one's not going to, I think what, and, and correct me so if you think I'm, I'm wrong here. Um, what I think would be a case of is, okay, we're crawling this, you know, we're running our tests to see if things are mobile you know, ready. If they are great, we're going to start actually indexing that one rather than, you know, and sort of caching that one rather than, 
um, you know, going with the traditional desktop, which we've been doing, where they're just picking one of them and giving it favor, uh, but not actually keeping a full, you know, indexing of the entire web on both. <laughs> mobile and desktop, which would be ridiculous. So, of course, it can't. They don't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> so what does he mean? It hasn't been moved to their mobile first index yet. Like, it's not going to get Flash to come up in a mobile environment. Well, that's not a cause to chill out and not worry. That's a cause to actually worry because you're missing freaking traffic. Yeah. But they phrased it. In such a way that it sounds like everyone should just be mellow and cool and relaxed and, you know, and I read stuff like this and, you know, just, you know, I, I, I don't mean to, to invoke Satan on Webmaster Radio, but I go Alex, jo I go all Alex Jones about this sort of stuff because it's just such an inaccurate and stupid statement to make. I yeah. will feel conspiratorial about it. <laughs> I'm going to rip my shirt off. I'm so mad, Dave. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> okay, well, thank goodness this is radio, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, okay, while I repair my dignity, we're going to take a break here on Webcology. <laughs> okay, read. While I get my stuff together, we're going to have to take a break here on Webcology. It's the uh, 9th of November, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm, and we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Marijuana! THC! Sweet sativa! Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business -business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Start your search engine and put your servers into overdrive. It's webmasterradio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back, back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 9th of November, 2017. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And um, I don't know, where do we want to go? Um... How about the? Let's tackle the big one right now. Um, okay. Did you see the piece that was in uh, Medium uh, decoding the Facebook algorithm? Probably the most up to date and largest list of Facebook algo factors. Um, well, that have been written in uh, in months. Oh, now I'm scrolling up. I'm, okay, there it is. It's funny. I had already closed that one by accident, and then I was just like, "Oh, where where was that one?" Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I I hadn't seen it. So you're gonna have to have to help here. You know what? I'm in, I'm in distracted <laughs> with googly stuff. But what? Tell me. Um, First question: Do you do a lot of marketing? Do you do you use Facebook as an adjunct for your for your mar as a marketing channel or um, 
as a way to uh, promote blog posts, get links, you know, whatever. And see, so, you know what? It's 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 actually quite funny. I don't. Mary does. Um, okay. And that's why I'm sort of completely oblivious. Well, what the hell am I talking to you for? Yeah, I, I know, I know. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of useless on this sort of stuff. I, I will. I actually tend to use LinkedIn more, and that's because I'm using it more for getting in front of um, influencers and things like that, right? So I'll, I'll engage on LinkedIn. Whereas, yeah, Facebook, that's more her uh, her space. And interestingly, that this has come out, and I'm sure she's already seen it, but if not, I'll, I'll be sharing it with her anyway. Um, she has noticed some significant trends and changes in. Um, how pages, posts are being treated, groups are being treated, which types of content, um, you know, is, is getting better, or worse engagement, and a lot of it's getting worse unless you're paying for it, that sort of thing. So, but but I, I, that's not what we're talking about today. You tell me, um, what what Actually, are we seeing? You know what? That's something we that 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 is as good a place as any to start. Yeah, that's happened. Actually, Facebook has lowered the number of impressions for. Um, Organic messaging. So, say you're a business. A uh, uh, you, you you either have a Facebook page or you you're running a Facebook group for a number of people who are who are um, interested in a topic or a business. Mm-hmm. On average, because every, every the neat thing about Facebook is is it's even more personalized than uh, than Google. Well, it will, could ever, ever hope to be. And so there's an, a lot more um, random factors playing at Facebook than there would be in the Google algorithms. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook depends on what random individuals do, the likes, the comments, the shares, where Google, not so much. Say, you know, the biggest impact that an individuals have is time on page, how many pages they visit in the domain, and uh, links coming in. Yep. So, on average, an organic post, um, me having a political screed or a business saying fifty percent off all uh, all suit and ties, is reaching a diminishing audience because Facebook is looking to monetize itself. Used to be that um, you know twenty five percent of your followers would see a message. Now it's down to about eight percent of your followers every time you hit a message. Mm-hmm. That can be pumped up if you boost the post or pay for the post. Um, and that's, you know, if it's a, a commercial post, it's incredibly inexpensive and probably worth doing. But this is this article is, is mostly about the Facebook organic algorithm. And the thing that's important to read here is uh, the stuff that Facebook is interested in, the stuff that, you know, grooves with the Facebook algorithm. And the stuff that screws the Facebook algorithm. So if you put up something and it gets like a lot of likes, comments, and shares, it's going to do well. If it receives those likes, comments, and shares in a very short period of time after the post goes up, it's going to do even better. And if your friends like, comment, or share on or share one of your posts, it will it will do even, even better. Um Anyway, there's uh, 15 to 20 points about what Facebook likes, and unfortunately, um, 10 to 15 points of stuff that Facebook doesn't like. For instance, clickbait, link baiting, um, spammy links, uh, text-only status updates from business pages. So if you have a business, if, 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 if you're running a business, don't put, don't put up text messages. Facebook just likes them. Right. Um, posts that are asking for likes, comments, and shares. Facebook hates that. Uh, I could go on and on and on. I urge people to uh, take a look at this article. It's up at medium.com in their social media tips section uh, called Decoding the Facebook Algorithm, published on November 8th. Now, you know, I'm just going to pipe in a food for thought, and I'm going to pretend like I thought of this, but I'm not actually the, the one... (laughs) who who thought of this clearly, but I'm just going to regurgitate it anyway. Like, like I somehow did. Here's a problem for us as, as marketers. So we have less uh, pages like as, as a business and, and a problem for Facebook and a problem for users. When I think as a user right now, um, when I like a page, what does, what does that mean? Um, And when I am friends with a person, what does that mean? If you looked at all of my friends and said, Dave, how many of these people 
do you actually really like and how many of them are just acquaintances you know from the industry and so you might kind of sometimes be interested in in what they're you what they're saying they might actually right? be listening to this right uh, <laughs> well no that's like, you, you know what i know i'm that person on some lists and other people right like that's that's just how all of this works yeah, right sure, and it's fine sure. a lot of these people are, are acquaintances i have no businesses that i have liked that i would view as acquaintances in that context Every single business I follow that I've, that I've liked, I actually like and I want their updates, right? That's why I did that. I don't just miscellaneously go, hey, I'm going to follow, you know, I'm going to like this company because, hey, I just like this company and maybe one out of 20 things they say will be valuable. I go, no, I go to this place. I want to know when they have a special. I want to know when they're throwing events. Um, so I like them. So I think in a lot of ways as a user, there's a drawback to what Facebook is doing, going, hey, we're going to show you less of that stuff. That is pretty much guaranteed that 100% of that stuff is going to be of some semblance of interest to you. And we're going to instead put in friends where they're pretty good. The majority is interesting, right? Like the majority is you or Shoshana or, you know, people that I'm interested in, um, you know, and there's, there's a litany of them, um, you know, probably, but probably only about 60 to 70% of my friend group would fit in that. Hey, I actually really hang on what you're saying and, yeah. and I'm interested in the other ones are, are spreading. But then past that, if you look as a business and go, okay, now I need to market. Well, the most affordable group to market to, is the people who like your page, right? I mean, and, and the most targeted group. Well, if I can't get that organic reach, <laughs> then nobody's liking my page, so I can't market to them, right? Like, well, so now I have to buy Facebook or page yeah. sort of shares page to get that for, list together. Okay, well, first off, you, you still do have an organic reach. It's just um, greatly diminished from, how, right. from what it used to be. Yeah, um, but you know, there, you can still run a purely organic campaign at uh, Facebook and continue to make conversions on that campaign. Thing is, you're going to um, have far far fewer conversions than if you if you pony up four to ten bucks. Right now, that doesn't seem like a lot of money, and, and, and actually, it's it's not a lot of money. But think of the scale of Facebook. Facebook has, I think, what, one in, one in five people on Earth yeah. are members of Facebook. So that's like a billion people. I'm sorry, that's like more like a billion and uh, a half to a billion three quarters people. Mm -hmm. um, almost two billion. That's a lot of folks. So if Facebook is only making, what, like 10 to 15 million dollars, I'm sorry, $150 million a day in advertising dollars, you know, mm -hmm. globally. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good coin. <laughs> you know, when you think <laughs> about it. Um, and that's what it comes down to. Facebook has to monetize itself. And it's, uh, this is an extremely lucrative path that they've chosen, but it's done so at the expense of coercing its users into taking an action, which is kind of, you know, the goal of everything we all do, isn't it? It is. And I mean, this is, it is one of those interesting dualities of, I understand why they're doing it. Um, where it may backfire goes to what my, my sort of initial comments in my mind anyway, and I might be totally wrong here, but because this isn't my area of expertise, but I look at it as a user and go, I actually, liked these companies because I was interested yeah. and now you're cutting back what I'm seeing yeah. of a thing that I'm clearly interested in. So I, it may backfire in them in, in that regard. If it just becomes a place where I'm friends and family and, and businesses can't really interact with me without paying for it. Well, a lot of the businesses I, I work with are these small mom and pops. They either don't have the money or even know how to do it. <laughs> have you have you been reading in the uh, in the, the 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 tech and the psychology press recently about the soul searching of uh, some of the original social media programmers and pioneers? I mean, th these are people who did something as simple as say creating the like button at Facebook, right. or uh, creating some of the push technology that lets us know when an event has happened. You know when you're looking at Facebook and uh, you know a little a little uh, window comes up saying so and so just liked something. Mm -hmm. That's 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 a, that's a, an example of push technology because you know pushes you into taking an action or pushes something right in front of the user's face 
making them want to take an action of some sort or another. Yep. Facebook, as it turns out, and there's a number of people, I guess, who are just leaving the company now that their um, initial shares are vesting. And mm -hmm. so now they're talking. They're, they're opening up. They're having, well, it's almost like this weird form of um, have I helped the world or have I hindered the world PTSD? Right. And a number of them are actually discovering that, you know, the, how to say this? Social media is designed to hook us. It's designed to make us addicted to it. Yeah. It's an advertising-based medium, and they make money when you click on stuff, when you go to more real estate and see more advertisements. That's how they make money. Right. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just like dopamine reward system. I put up a particularly funny picture yesterday of a, uh, a Cheshire cat, okay? Laughed my ass off. Made a whole bunch of other people laugh. Every time I got a like or one of those like big smiley faces, all that mm. dopamine in my brain just like made me feel so good. And it was designed to do exactly that. So much so that I actually found myself checking back to see if people were liking it or not. Right. Now, dude, I'm a writer. I, I cannot afford to do that. No. That's a killer waste of my time. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know what? I do it anyway. And I, I know this. Like, like I'm, I, I'm a fool, but I'm not an idiot, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, like, I know it's a waste of my time, but I do it anyway because I'm a stinking addict. Like, everybody else who uses the damn application. And because it was designed that way. Um. Anyway, there's been a lot of soul searching in the uh, in the tech press about you know should we have done this and now that we have what do we how do you put the genie back into the bottle? Well, of course you don't. <laughs> the thing is, our brains and, and it's one of those fundamental things. Our brains are now trained for that, right? So that's just there. I mean, our brains were already cued for it. Now they're just trained on top of that. Um, and then we can watch like even and it was funny because I think she was overhearing me posting stuff and then had, had brought up a story and I'll, I'll bring it up now with Facebook introducing the messenger chat, which ties into both of these stories. I think the, the, the last that we've been chatting about on Facebook, which is one, you know, will using, and this is basically a, a, a sort of a widget you can put on your site. So the Facebook messenger is your, you know, basically, so people engage with you via Facebook messenger, but right on your site, right? Like, like a live chat um, sort of function easily integrated. So one has to ask, Hey, if they see a lot of people interacting with you, is that going to help you Two, Will I be able to target people now based on who's chatted with me, um, you know, on my site? Now, those are kind of interesting things as a marketer, but it ties in, I think, more to what you were just saying there in, okay, clearly it's not evil. We've already used the, you know, this function and it can be really helpful, but what does that really say about us as a, as a whole, right? Where we're constantly, um, needing this, this instant um, attention, right? And, and this, I do like, don't get me wrong. I, I put out a, a rant. I won't name the company right now, but it's, it's one of the major ones. And I put out a, a bit of a rant on, on Twitter about it. Cause something had, had happened and I didn't like it. And I basically was like, they better respond fast. <laughs> you know, it's like how instant this has gotten. I want my response inside of, you know, one minute, two minutes. Um, and that's exactly what this is catering to is this idea of, okay, well, mm -hmm. you know, now we're going to actually make it even easier to put an application on your site so that your customers can reach you instantaneously and you better have somebody ready because they're waiting for that now. But one of the things I do like about it is, Hey, you know what? Chances are you have somebody who's logged into Facebook anyway, right now at your company. <laughs> so you might as well make use of them and, and, uh, and they can be sitting on the app while they're, while they're surfing their Facebook page. Yeah, hey you Farmville, make yourself useful. Will you? <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, it, 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 so yeah, it is one of those, Handy, since you're there, now you can do this. And chances are, you know, you have Facebook open or, you know, something like it or somebody at your company does. So it will be helpful for that one. And it's a, it's a format people are familiar with. And we all know the reactions and stuff and what they mean. And, and Facebook can collect some interesting data. But um, I, I think it, it, it's indicative of sort of this instant, uh, instant need that we have right now. Is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. But it's sure forcing businesses to up their game. Well, okay. Now. Think about um, 
really quickly, and this might seem off topic, but I promise it's going to go right on back to right on back to Facebook Messenger on people's sites and stuff. 20, 2008, uh, I think Google introduced the first Android device, right? Yeah. Six years later, maybe well, not even six years, we'll say four years later when they started really developing, they would have um, started working on well, the Pigeon update, uh, the, 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 the uh, locate, extremely location-sensitive uh, local search update like in 2014. Mm-hmm. All of that information came off of knowing exactly where I'm sorry, that, that algorithm came from knowing exactly where their users were standing at any given time. Right. Because they had like six years of Android data to, uh, to analyze. Yeah. Imagine the information, the data that Facebook is going to be getting. And now I don't think they're not going to be recording people's conversations. Like, like no one's got time for that. But they will be extracting keywords and extracting topics and extracting interests from these conversations that are happening on your business's website with your potential customers. Yeah. Just, again, the five... I remember remember having this conversation in uh, San Francisco with Lee Oden in... uh, God, it had to be 2009, maybe 2010. Mm -hmm. And we were talking... This is just at the the beginning of... uh, of the, the big data era. And we were talking about the implications. And uh, I remember back then, we were both like, well, we, it's really hard to say what the implications are going to be because of the sheer volume of data. Right. And, you know, it's gotten bigger than I think anybody ever expected. Because you know? we can get data from, like, anything. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There were there's there's devices now that, and it's a lot of what I chat about when I was at the at the merge conference. There's devices now we didn't even think about back then, yeah. right? I mean, the the idea of a Fitbit being part of stuff, right? Like we were like, hey, this is weird. Like I can, you know, we were getting the idea that okay, I can track when somebody's actually in my store. We hadn't gotten yet to offline conversions from online marketing to that you know, sort of complex nature, Google going, hey, and then they were in your store later and, and registering it. But we, we kind of could see that coming um, at that point. But the idea of, yeah, like Fitbits now actually connecting to the internet, connecting to your profile and, and collecting your data, the idea of 23andMe and just handing over all of your biological data, um, yeah. you know, and, and syncing that up with, with all of your other electronic data. But like this was beyond where we were at at the time. Um, well, and it, it's certainly a brave new world. That's for that's for darn sure. <laughs> Oddly enough, speaking of brave new world, just before going to break, did you hear the uh, Facebook's announcement of from earlier today? And oh, again, no. I quite haven't wrapped my head around how this is going to work, but I'm sure somebody at Facebook has, if uh, if you know what I mean. Facebook wants you to um, to help them crack down on revenge porn by sending in nude photos of yourself. I don't know how this works. I don't know why. Um, nothing can possibly go wrong if you do this. Um, but apparently, yeah, Facebook thinks it can cut down on revenge porn by creating a uh, basically a digital footprint of, of every individual. Um, anyway, that was the... Uh, that was the, the, their announcement from earlier today. Dave, can you figure out in any way how Facebook can help cut down on revenge porn by collecting nude pictures of people? No. Here's, here's the thing. I actually had to quickly look this up. I'm like, okay, Jim's got to have fallen for a hoax. No. <laughs> nope, you didn't, actually. That's, that's, that's clear. I, I know. That, I, I, mean, I think you can understand how that was my instinct. Um, I can, Dave, but like Seriously, like you have to work to sound to sound this casual and screwed up as, as me. Like, I yeah, no, that's that's just bizarre. Uh- Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Book 
lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turow, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Cyberspace, the final frontier. These are the voyages of your new business enterprise. It's ongoing mission to explore strange new domains, to seek out new sites and new monetizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. WebmasterRadio.fm. So logical. You'll go out of your Vulcan mind. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Web to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 9th of November, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beefstock Internet Marketing. Uh, we're rounding out the show, Dave. We're about 15 minutes from the finish line. Um, I want to go back to PubCon because um, you know some good stuff came out of, out of there. And Danny Goodwin published a piece in Search Engine uh, Journal. Um, Yesterday, on what would have been one of the coolest uh, keynote panels ever, the Google Webmaster Relations panel, mm-hmm. um, made up of a trio of Googlers, um, Gary Eyes, Nathan Johns, and uh, Eric Kahn. Uh, Dave, you posted this one. Um, I guess we, we, should, we only have... Uh, I guess uh, 13 minutes before before we're going to have to uh, end the show out. So why don't we just go through them one by one? Let's do it. First thing that that they went over is don't disavow unless you actually have a manual action against you. What do you think about that? Um, I I agree and disagree uh, with it. I think spot on in principle. It's 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 exactly right. I think the only exception might be if you see an unnatural spike in your links. <laughs> right, and then discover you know you you take a quick look at them and go, hey, there's a bunch of you know you know bad sites that are all you know all of a sudden linking to me out of the blue. Basically, if if you see some kind of negative attack on yourself, um, you know, would I do it? Oh heck yeah, right. Like I I would submit that disavow. Fortunately, it's going to be easy to build because you just look at during that spike, figure out the domains, and and then block them all. But um, you know, I, I think in principle, what they're saying is right. We can find exceptions to everything they say. I think in principle, it's right. The only exception would be if you if you are an early detector of a of an unnatural spike caused by somebody else, like some other third party or competitor. Okay. Um, expect featured snippets to be volatile. <laughs> featured snippets are still under active development. It's uh, it's uh, a facet of uh, Google search results that. You know, they're 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 changing the way they look, and they're they're often changing the way that we inform Google of how of what we want in those snippets. Yeah. So it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be bouncy. Yeah. Yeah. Not anything, Dad? Is that about it? No, I think that that pretty much nails that one, right? Like it, it's 
this is a new feature, right? It's still under development. I think the thing is, and, and what we have to remember, and, and maybe if you're trying to target featured snippets, if you want to, this is just in my mind anyway. I mean, there's, there's probably people who know more about it than I do, but um, if you're trying to target them, figure out what makes the most sense, right? Like you could chase after what's there. And I've done that. I've gone like, oh, okay, this is the format that, that people want. And then tried to target that format or like not what people want. This is a format Google's sort of providing for this. They're providing a list. So I should build a list into, into that format and use schema and, and whatnot. That may or may not be true. I think the better question is, and, and exactly to this point, it's still volatile is, okay, don't think about what is winning. Think about what should win, right? In a featured snippet, <laughs> what is the best way to provide that information, right? Is it a list? Is it a paragraph, like a definition? What is that? And then produce the best version of that rather than trying to chase what's already there. I've seen an example quite recently where it was like a top 10 list. I'm like, that actually has no bearing. Like it, 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 it does not serve the query at all. So I, I, w I wasn't doing that for the client and this is exactly why. It's like, okay, let's actually try and figure out what they'll go to next, which will be a definition and, and, and provide the best format of that. How much, and this is the question I'm, I'm asking you straight up, how much would you be willing to pay to get serious backlink data from Google? Yeah. To get real backlink, to see what they see. That's a great question. I know where you're going in this. Um, I, I, I would head to that $100 one. Okay, because Google... Has you know this, they said this on on their on their live panel. People have been talking to them about it, and they're clearly considering a pro version of uh, Google Search Console, looking somewhere from forty nine to ninety nine dollars a month. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting one to watch. Yeah, one would expect if we're paying for it, we should see a hell of a lot more data. Yeah, but some data we're not going to see in. Uh, in Google Search Analytics or in uh, Google Search Console, keyword data ain't coming back. Right. Gary's said, don't expect it. It's not going to happen. Um, yeah, there's there's no uh, no keyword data coming back. Right. That sucks. <laughs> it it kind of does. It, you know, we, we've all hit that, right? Where it's just like, uh, and I, I would like it. I, I even still hit it. Like, you'd think I'd be used to it by now. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'd just like to know just this one query. How much is it, you know, doing? And then you can see in Search Console, but what are they doing when they hit my site? Right? Like, these are these are my best, you know, people. Or these are my worst, but they're all coming in on a weird query, and I have a hunch that it doesn't do anything, and they don't end up on my service pages. But do they? Right? That sort of thing. So there's some ways to reverse engineer it, but wouldn't it be nice to just go, yeah, let's filter by this keyword. And cool thing, we uh, we know that RankBrain is all about contextualization of the, uh, of, the uh, 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 of the search query. It's not necessarily about keyword matching the search query. It's about getting close to the meaning of the search query, mm -hmm. the intent of the query. And so there's ways to... Um, you know, use similarly, use metaphor to write around um, specific keyword targets. And, you know, in, in many ways, not knowing the actual um, numeric value of any given keyword target makes you, I don't know, makes you have to expand your description of that keyword, of that, of that keyword target, and perhaps gets us more traffic. Right. Who knows? Yep. You don't have to worry about Google's crawl budget. If you're worried about you know sculpting your site and making sure that 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 you know thinking there's an infinite amount of energy Google's going to offer you, I'm sorry, there's a finite amount of energy that Google's going to offer you, and you have to sculpt your site just perfectly so only the important pages get crawled. Don't worry about it. Google already does that. <laughs> they do it for you. <laughs> Here's the big takeaway, though, the one that really put a smile on my face. And for anybody who's in the analytics business, this is going to put a smile on your face because um, I don't know if it's going to make your Christmas this year, but it should help with your Christmas next year. Google uses post-click data activity. So once the searcher has clicked from, you know, they use Google, they click on the, on the Google link, they're in your website. Google's using information in there to, you know, evaluate the um, validity of not only of its own algorithms, but, but the importance and trust of your website. Mm -hmm. 
Well, hasn't Google said over and over again we don't do that? Yeah, I think in this case, it's, it's one of those, like, it's funny, it, it all depends on how you interpret, um, you know, the, the data that they're, that they're saying. Um, do, does this mean that they're using um, data in regards to what people are interacting with on your site? Right. So, I mean, that's that's one interpretation. Right. And I think that's the one that we commonly think of that I tend not to. Uh, I don't tend to think they do this. And basically what I think Google's consistently said is we're not basically looking at analytics. Right. Like we're not looking at what people are doing on your site um, specifically as a metric. Now, that's not all post click data activity. To me, post click is I clicked on a on, on a result, um, you know, now, how long was it until I came back to Google? And then what did I do once I was back at Google? So if I clicked on blue widgets and then I click on, you know, Dave's blue widget factory, and then I'm there for like five minutes and then I'm back to, to Google, but I click on the next result for blue widgets, good chance I didn't find what I wanted. I was frustrated on Dave's blue widget site, right? But I, I didn't find what I wanted or unless I end up clicking back to Dave's later, right? Like I just wanted to compare. So what did I do? What were the series of steps? Because if they're trying to use analytics and going, hey, we're going to look at what people are doing on your site. Now they're comparing apples to oranges because they're sites that don't use analytics, uh, like Google Analytics. Um, so I think that's kind of that balancing act that they're having to play when they're answering is, do I think they're using Google Analytics? Probably not, because they would end up with, I, I think they might be using it to figure out some certain signals, but I don't think they're using it to adjust search rankings. But are they, is that the only thing they can do with post-click or mean by post-click? To me, the answer is no. There's a lot of stuff they can figure out with the term post-click. No, um, and then they can yeah, define a lot of different actions. Post-click is most certainly, uh, I'm not going to say it's a weasel word, but it's definitely a very, very open term. Yeah. And I have a lot to say on that, but I can't. We're out of time. We're done. Oh, we've, gone, we've gone full, full circle. It happens so often, Jim. And it happens so <laughs> fast. Okay, but luckily they're going to give us another hour next week. And the week after, and the week after, ad infinitum as far as I'm concerned. So, friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 9th of November, 2017. If you're flying back from PubCon or you know, just out for a bike ride, stick around the network. There's more great, uh, more great content coming up right after the news. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.